That's right, folks. The episode that people have been recommending to me left and right, the one I've been talking about for weeks, it's happening right now. Um, that was a piano cover of the Avengers theme. Um, I should have uh, wrote the name down of the person doing it. Anyway, this is actually part one, because this is more than likely going to be a two-parter, unless at the very end I feel like I've talked about everything, but I've tried to write as many notes down as I can, but as I've stated before... In uh, previous um, episodes, uh, the main focus of this is going to be Endgame and Infinity War with using the past 10 years of films. Actually, I think it's 11 or 12. It's 11 now. Um, The anniversary of when uh, the first Iron Man came out just recently passed back in 2008, which kicked off the MCU. Um, I have Infinity War playing again in the background because it's on Netflix right now, so it's easy. That way I can make reference to it because, um, spoiler alert, opinion between Endgame and Infinity War, I am very more pro Endgame than I am in Infinity War, but we're going to go into that later. Um, but again, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, my battery's at 22%. I probably should have brought my charger down with me, but it's too fucking late. We've gone too far. We're two minutes in. And uh, I have my little music cues, of course. That's how I keep on track is music cues, because otherwise I'm not fucking paying attention. Um, but no, I watched Endgame last night, and I had to get up early for work, but I just could not stop watching Avengers Endgame. It has some of the best movement moments in the, all of MCU, and it's a really fitting send-off to the, the main six. Uh, but it's not my... What I think's the best MCU film. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. Um, I've actually had a lot of MCU discussions, so I was like, alright, all this stuff is super fresh in my mind right now. I need to do it now, or else it's all gonna go to fucking waste. Um, gonna do this one solo. I was thinking about calling a couple of my buddies, but I know how I can just veer off out of nowhere after that Cody episode. Um, with the Green Hornet, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to start talking with you guys. Um, obviously, this is all about the MCU. Um, there was a little movie news introduced today. Today's May the 4th, so May the 4th be with you all, even though this probably won't even... Uh, uh, I think the earliest is probably last week of May or maybe the first week of June. I don't know, but anyway, uh, hello, my fellow Star Wars nerds out there. Um Okay, uh, usually I would start... Actually, I'm going to mention this news because it deals with Thor, Ragnarok, and Lo- Love and uh, Thunder director Taiki Waiti. I think I'm saying this right. I really need to look up how to say his name because I always feel bad that I'm say- saying it wrong because I love the dude. Him and the writer... Um, oh, God, what's her name? The writer... She was the writer of 1917... They're both writing it together, and T- uh, Waiti is the one uh, directing the f- next 
Star Wars film. And that's exciting. Um, obviously, Disney loves him because they keep bringing him back. Um, uh, Christy Wilson Cairn, Cairn, Cairns. She was this uh, writer of 1917. And Taiki Waititi did the uh, Jojo Rabbit. And I love both those films this year. Each Both those films were phenomenal. Um, and both really well done. Um, and then, again, I've stated, Taiki Waititi is one of my favorites. Uh, I just love his humor, especially with uh, what we do what we do in the shadows. I just uh, love that film. But um, anyway, yeah, I thought I'd at least mention that because that deals with uh, MCU news. Um, uh, we'll eventually get to the future of the MCU. But right now, let's dive in to this... Um, I thought I would actually start out with things that are younger than the MCU. These are things that happen. And honestly, like when I was going through doing all my research, so I knew specific things, um, I just got mind blown. Um, I just got my Canadian flag in today and I'm going to have it like as a backdrop in front of me. Hopefully that helps with the sound. I think that it sounds fine when I do my playback, but I don't know. Uh, but it, instead of a maple leaf, it's a giant pot leaf. So thought I would uh, entertain you guys all with that. Um, I'm a big Canadian fan. Don't know why. Uh, must just be the woman in me, I guess. Anywho, um, things younger than the MCU. I wrote down a few things. This one blew my mind. This is the very first one I wanted to say. The iPad. The iPad is younger than the MCU. Remember, the MCU started in 2008. Which was 11 years ago now. Crazy. And, um... No, 12? Wait. It's 2020. So this is a 12-year anniversary. Okay. So yeah, the, the MCU's been around for 12 years. And the iPad came out in April of 2010. Blew my mind. Um, the lady... The famous, infamous Lady Gaga meat dress was also back in 2010, along with the, uh, film Inception, um, we've had three different Batmans now since the MCU started. Since the MCU started, we have had, I'm trying to remember when that last Spider-Man 3 came out, we've had about three or four Spider-Mans, I think, since the MCU started. We've had one Wolverine, um, d during the time of the MCU, we've had three Batman, um, since the start of the MCU. What else? Oh, I'm not even going off my list. Uh, Rebecca Black's, I, everybody remembers the song Friday by Rebecca Black. That song came out in 2011. It is younger than the MCU. Um, the Royal Wedding, that was in 2011 as well. Planking. Planking is younger than the MCU. I'm going to stop saying that younger than the MCU. Because you get the fucking point by now. Um, uh, the last Harry Potter film. 2011 came out. Uh, Gangman style. You know. Psy. Uh, that was 2012. 2013 brought the Harlem Shake. Speaking of dances that, again, just fucking happened for some reason. I still don't fucking know half the time shit. The Pitch Perfect series happened. Um, uh, oh, 
And we in 2013, we also found out what the fox says. That might be crazy, Frog. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, 2015 was the year of the controversial, is it black and blue dress or gold and white? I saw gold and white almost every time except for once. I still don't understand that fucking logic behind that photo. Um, Same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage has not always been around since the start of the MCU. That, That's about... I think that was like 2015, maybe. I don't know. Someone can correct me on that. Um, but yeah, the same-sex marriage has only been around for part of the MCU's timeline. Um... Leo won his Oscar in the time of it. He won it back in 2016 for The Revenant. I think he should have uh, had it in many other roles, but that's for a different time. Um, Pokemon Go happened. Here's something. Vine, a very popular social media app uh, recording those six-second videos, launched and shut down in the span of three years, 2013, 2016. And of course the big, big thing that happened since the start of the MCU, the Chicago Cubs winning the world series. Finally got to mark that off my bucket list. Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Let's start this off. Um, I watched infinity war today and I'm going to get into my thoughts on infinity war. Infinity war was that very first, the Avengers, the Avengers was the very first time we saw these amazing heroes on screen together at once. Especially in the very, very um, memorable scene of... Um, iconic, there we go. Iconic scene of them all together in New York, all ready to fight now. And they're doing that circle shot. and that, that's a, that scene still gives me chills to that day. But Infinity War was like... We had that point. That was the big point. But then the Infinity War point was something that was teased back in at the end of the Avengers when we we're first introduced to Thanos. Um, and so this film was is the beginning of the end, pretty much. It was the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War were originally supposed to be a two-part film. And they still kind of are, but they're very different also. And thank God they are, because if Endgame was like Infinity War, it just pissed me off. Um, okay, I had to gaze over and make sure I'm not forgetting some things here for you guys. But anyway, I was watching Infinity War, and this movie just really upsets me, actually. And it's not like... it. it I One thing I love about it, it gave us the biggest cliffhanger ending I've ever seen for a film. And I thought that was genius, but the issue was there were still announcements of future films, and so some of the deaths were like, the one that still gets me is the Black Widow one. Black Widow should have had a solo film years ago. Uh, them getting to it now, redonkulous. Um, man, I might have to pause recording to grab my charger. I'm at 19% all of a sudden. Anyway, <clears throat> I got a pre-sun strawberry kiwi. That's delicioso. I wish I knew how to speak Spanish. I'd love to speak Spanish. 
Oh, man. Going to a Mexican restaurant and talking Spanish to them, if you hear them, make sure that you know they talk Spanish. Don't be racist. And, um... They would love you, like, cause you you took the time to like learn about their culture. I think they would love you. I don't know. I could be fucking wrong. Anyway, back to the thing. So, Infinity War was a big deal, and it's still a good movie. It has very iconic moments, but there's so much wrong that goes for it for me. The biggest problem I have, and I hate when scripts do this. And Thanos has been portrayed as this dominant force. And I know he's much like Dark Seed of the DC universe, but um, the point I'm trying to make here is that it wasn't that Thanos was po- too powerful, but it was the fact of that everything was just conveniently written for him to succeed. There are many things that could have been done throughout the whole movie before we could hear Doctor Strange revolutionary uh, out of 14 million six hundred and fifty whatever visions he saw only one was successful so at that point there are probably so many other things that would have changed even up to that point and what he would have seen um for instance in the scenes about to pop up um peter parker just joined the fight in um times square and um the thing that got me with it the fight scene. I'm sorry, guys. I, I get very distracted. Uh, that Squidward line was hilarious. Um, but uh, there's a part where I, it's either Tony's about to get f- stabbed or Peter. Someone's about to get hit real hard. But they have the spinny... Uh, the, the, the ring that Doctor Strange makes. I, I can't think of what it's called. Um, and he uses it to cut a uh cut a man's um the not a man like the big ape dude's uh arm off and throughout this i was thinking like how quickly would that have all been fucking done if they i don't know even decapitate him like it, it's bound to happen we know what the how end game starts up but um uh, sorry got to turn up my microphone here make sure Things are sounding okay still. Um, Man, I'm thirsty. My daughter ended up doing that. One day I had a glass of milk in the morning. I went, ah. So every time she takes a drink around me now, she always does that. Anywho. But, um, yeah, that could have been done multiple times. And then you could have cut off both his arms. Either way... There was a lot of things that could have stopped where this all leads up to. Um, and I don't like the special... Okay, yeah, he's bad. Uh, Tony was about to get stabbed, but uh, Wong saves him. And he puts him in this snow thing, and he's jumping up, and then he lets go of the thing, and now his arm's off. They could have done that with Thanos multiple times before he even... I don't know. It's just frustrating. Um... I do like the interactions with people, especially Thor and the Guardians. I do think the humor they've brought in with Thor fits very well into the Guardians, um, especially since Taekwondo took over for Thor, and it, it definitely got more parallel with that. I think uh, they should have let Thor have that badass eye patch longer. 
dude looked fucking like legit. But you know, gotta keep Chris Hemsworth uh, handsome. Um, but no, the special effects in this movie, that was like, I remember I, I still worked at the cinema when this came, I, I worked at the cinema all the way up till, uh, Homecoming came out, shit. Um, and Captain Marvel, no, Captain Marvel was way before that, I'm sorry. <laughs> they introduced her before, uh, all this shit hits the fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't like Tony's suit at all. I know it's supposed to be, like, nanotech, but the thing is, it's, like, the, his suits have looked animated in the past, and I just hate how, like, you see all the movement of his body because they're trying to be, like, super advanced, but when, special, when it, like, a suit like that is that shiny and so um, smooth... I don't think CGI can be like when something's really rustic looking CGI does very well at hiding the fact that it's not real. Um, and that, that was something that also bothered me with Endgame is their uh, suits for the Stark tech uh, time travel suits. Um, they were CGI clearly. And I just feel like someone would it have been that hard to build a few suits for them to wear. Um, but again, I don't know. Uh, but it was just, again, like my whole complaint of, uh, infinity war is that everything was like super conveniently written for Thanos to succeed. Thing that really fucking pissed me off rewatching it is the end. Um, Thor literally, builds a axe that is said to freaking implode a man if he were to hold it himself and um throws it right at uh the chest of thanos and it's going through the beams of the uh, completed infinity gauntlet and when it goes pretty fucking deep into his chest that somehow misses his heart, which I'm sure is fucking giant, along with the fucking giant axe in your chest, man. But for some weird reason, because, like I said, because of how the fucking script is written, um, they just let it happen. But, um, I don't even want to talk about Infinity War that much. I'd rather talk about Endgame, to be honest with you. Um, but, I mean, we're about 20 minutes in, so it might be a good half and half. But everything, you know, came up to Infinity War. So it is still important to watch all the movies um, up to this point so that you do get background knowledge of these uh, heroes. Um, we're seeing the Guardians right now. Um when uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, he asked me what my least favorite MCU movie is. It's not Infinity War. It's actually Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I feel like they tried super hard with, like... I felt like I was watching a Fast and Furious movie at some point. Because the whole family thing. And I just... Vin Diesel with his corona. He's going, you're familiar, familiar. You're familiar. You know, we race a quarter mile at a time just like life. And they were shoving that down the throat the whole time. And then, like, Baby Groot and Baby Yoda are on two different levels. Baby Groot's, Groot is cute. I have a pencil holder, right? Actually, it's a planter, but I put things in it while I work. Um, there's a bunch of change in it at the moment. Um, I like Baby Groot, but they 
forced him down their throats, uh, down the the audience's throats. But like Baby Yoda, I don't know. There's just something much more I love about Baby Yoda than Baby Groot. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I the Guardians of Galaxy Volume Two, they they tr- it just felt very forced. Everything felt very forced on there, and I didn't like that. Um, I wish they had that. They they wanted to. It, and it's how I've. If you've ever seen the Now You See Me movies, the one or second one, they they just recently announced that they're finally doing a third one. But um, the second one was shit. And not to be punny. <laughs> oh God! Excuse me. I'm running out of juice. There we go. Um, making a third one, but of those films. And, um, the second one, they just wanted to recapture the magic. Sorry for the pun. Or, no pun intended, I guess, the proper term. And I just... That's what I felt like Guardians of the Volume 2 was. They were just trying to recapture the magic they had made from the first film. Anywho, um... Shit, I'm sorry. But um, the ending was... The best thing about this was the ending. It was very shocking. Um, And one thing that also about... Loki does die in Infinity War, but Marvel seemed to found a way to, like... We really want to keep him for this series we have. I'm sure it's going to be a fun series, but I'm kind of tired of Loki. We've had Loki for the entire span of the MCU... Let the fucker die by now. Um, but the ending of this really was shocking. I remember sitting there and I knew they were making, like, I know the contract with Sebastian Stan. I know that there was another Spider-Man movie coming out at the time. And then Black Panther was hugely successful. So they had already announced the second one. Yet there were people in those films that were con- connected that were either newer stuff. And, um... They they vanished. They turned into dust. Um, the one that shocked me the hardest, though, was definitely of Spider-Man. Because, I mean, I know Marvel's had issues with being able to use those rights. But um, the, the pissing contest with Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt in this is just fucking ridiculous. Anywho, um, I forget where I was. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Oh, the ending. Yeah. Um, it, it really shocked me, The just the people that disappeared, and it really had me like, well, what if this was Marvel's plan to like lead us down this hole, and then bam. But then once I... Shit. My microphone just fucking dropped. <laughs> my bad. Oh, shit. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh... Come on. There we go. Uh, but yeah, like, and so in the ending worked in the way of it wanted, it got, they wanted, as many people were seeing this film, they wanted to make sure every one of those people were coming back for Endgame. Which they knew, everyone knows, if you've watched the MCU, you continue watching the MCU. Um, sorry. <laughs> um... Okay, now let's jump into Endgame. Endgame, 
I think it's like one of the best finales you could have for a series. It almost makes me a little sad that the MCU is still occurring after this because we had to say goodbye to so many heroes we've watched and I know there's going to be new ones coming and there's going to be stories of them still evolving but it just it's not going to feel the same as much as I love the new characters and watching these other people's journeys um Sam Wilson's going to need his own film because I'm really excited for the fact the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Winter Soldier and the Falcon, I forget wh- which way those go. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be great, um, especially with everyone they're bringing in, and I'm just I'm just really intrigued. I'm still ready to see the Black Widow movie again. That It makes me wonder like what happened to those characters, because I feel like I'm going to really like Red Guardian, because I'm a real big David Hopper fan, even though I... <laughs> Kind of, sl- I think I slammed him in the Green Hornet review. Um, I actually have two uh, other episodes recorded before this one. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to use them, though, because I feel like I left out a lot of shit, and they were totally not scripted. But obviously, if they were on here and you're listening to this, I hope you like them. Um, but anyway, li- uh, I definitely have a lot of in-game notes right in front of me. Infinity War was still fresh in my mind today, so I wanted to bring that up. Um before I actually get into Endgame, the film I actually think is the best MCU film, and again, this is just personal preference, but uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I think that film is not just a phenomenal comic book film, but a fantastic spy thriller movie. Like, days, uh, three days of the Condor um, spy game are just, you know, it felt like a real spy espionage film you would almost find in like the 70s or 80s. Uh, it helped that Robert Redford was in it. He's great in everything. He's a fantastic actor. Um, um, but yeah, I think um, just because The Winter Soldier works on not just a comic book level, but just a normal film level, it's fantastic to me. The Captain America movies, I feel like, are the most consistent of the... Um, uh, how people would rate them because with um uh Captain America movies it's like oh the first one was all right you know it was okay the second one was the winter soldier is fantastic and then we had civil war which is even better which i th- it was civil war i love civil war over infinity war uh fucking sue me i don't care <laughs> have to be careful though cuz disney is if they listen in, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> um, anywho. Um, but yeah. Um, and then the Thor films. People weren't crazy about the first two Thor films. They really tried to do a lot of the Shakespearean stuff. And then uh, Thor's been kind of made like uh, the comic relief. Which is fine. I think they've hit a right tone for the audiences enough. Even though his character's a lot different in the comics, but that's not, that's for a different, uh, thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, the third one's his best, the best film. So, you know, a dud. And then Iron Man, the first Iron Man's, uh, monumental, fantastic. It literally launched, relaunched Robert Downey Jr.'s career. And, but people hated the second one. I really enjoyed the third one, actually. A lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't really Iron Man. But I liked the fact that they stripped Iron Man down to just the man. 
and we got to see the genius of Tony Stark of when he doesn't have that suit. Uh, the storyline with the... Uh, I was about to call him the Mandalorian. Um, wow, I can't think of his name. But Guy Pierce. Um, ah, what's his name? The Mandarin. Um, Guy Pierce ends up being the Mandarin, which I... The trailers really sell. It's Ben Kingsley, and I thought that... Ben Kingsley was doing great, and then they 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 took a shit. That's the one thing I'll say they took a shit on was the the Guy Pierce reveal. Um, I really feel like they want Pepper Potts. I know she has a superhero uh, persona in the comics, but they wanted to try to so hard. Like Gwyneth Paltrow could be tough, and that's fine. I love strong female characters. Uh, Scarlet Witch is the strongest Avenger. I'm gonna say that. Um, like her powers and just like the strength she has when right before she has to kill vision and she's not only destroying and impossibly to destroy infinity stone, but she's holding back Thanos to be able to do that while being in an emotional wreck because she's has to kill someone she loves. And Elizabeth Olsen, like she's just way above her fucking sisters. Fuck the Olsen twins. Um, <laughs> um, I was, I was shocked to hear, I was shocked to see that Vision was going to die. I really thought they were going to bring him back somehow. And that's one thing, uh, getting into Endgame, a lot of the stuff doesn't make sense. Like Gamora can come back, but, uh, Nat, Nat, Natasha nor Vision can come back with the Time Stone. And so, okay, let's start with. Um, we're watching the movie and some of the best acting by Robert Downey Jr. is in that first 15 minutes where they're in space. I don't think it's 15 minutes. It's shorter than that. But, um, and also Karen Gillian, uh, playing Nebula. They do so well in those, those scenes together and they're emotional and they're deep. And then, um, Again, we're seeing the genius of Tony Stark surviving in space. There's a reason why he's alive, but, you know, uh, Doctor Strange gives up the Time Stone because in the Vision, there's only one thing he saw. And I know that, like, the big thing was, like, let's blame Star-Lord. But the thing is, for them to succeed, that was always going to happen. Strange knew it was going to happen. That's why he didn't stop it. Strange saw every occurrence to happen. If he knew that was going to take over the one chance, he wouldn't have done that. But um, when you know he says we're in the end game now, um, he bargains Tony's life for that. So we knew Tony. There was a big reason for Tony, and eventually Tony does find um, find the the way to time travel. He discovers it. I do love. Captain America's entrance as the Nomad in Infinity War, though. I love... Uh, Captain America's always been my favorite uh, Marvel hero. Probably my favorite hero. I don't know. I really love Batman. Uh, anywho, uh, gotta stay on track here. Uh, we're already 31 minutes in. We're probably gonna have a part two here, people. Because um, there's a lot of things I haven't been able to discuss. Um, but... Um, Obviously, between these two films, we had we were introduced to Captain Marvel, and we got the Ant Man and the Wasp, which I fucking love. I I love the Ant Man films. They're fun movies. 
Um, they're super enjoyable, and Paul Rudd's just fantastic in everything he does. This this fight's pretty badass, actually, and I really do like Sam. I think he has a whack-ass beard right now, but, you know, that's whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay, so back to the thing I have. But um, the bonding between Tony and Nebula I thought was interesting because we've seen Nebula grow so much throughout the series, and I do like where she is at the point of all this with Tony. <laughs> Um, then, um, he's saved by Captain Marvel, and then she had to have been flying super fucking fast for her to get back in time before Tony could have possibly died. Um, but, you know, I think that was a cool way of introducing her, um, to the group. And I, I, I had this revelation. There's been strong women in films for years. Uh, Ellen Ripley... Sarah Connor, um, uh, Laura Croft, even though she's a video game character, she's still a badass, um, there's been a lot, I'm, I, again, guys, I'm fucking high, so my brain is not moving at the, the function it usually does, um, not saying I'm brain dead or anything, just that, uh, I wander a lot (laughs) when I, I get to this point, but I, I try to keep all the, uh, things I want to say here, but, um, excuse me i i i really just think it's because people are intimidated by strong women mostly uh i don't know fucking virgins that worry about who's cast in a fucking film and what their personal opinions are there's a lot of actors out there um i'll probably mention them later on i'm not going to name them off now that I don't agree with their personal life, but I love their films. Uh, Tom Cruise, there you go, perfect example. I love Tom Cruise movies. He's he's always entertaining. He had the amount of entertainment he brings has not decreased as much as other people that were blockbuster success from that time. Um, but I thought that was a good way. And then they go and try to uh, kill Thanos, and again it goes back to Thor's axe. When that whole scene, you know, he, I destroyed, I used the stones to destroy the stones. It almost killed me. I get Thanos was weak and didn't have the Infinity Gauntlet at this point. But at the same time, one, Thor cuts that hand off like it's nothing. Then he cuts his head off like it's nothing. The, again, this is a fucking axe made not from normal man, but from the f- a fucking star. And it's said to be able to literally implode men. And I don't know. It was just, again, they wrote Infinity War. It was impossible for them to succeed at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, he puts the axe, chops his head off like it's fucking nothing. Um And then finally Scott gets out and we find out. And I was just thinking about how terrifying of a thing. Like to you, five months had passed, but it's actually been, or no, was it five months or five hours? Maybe it's five hours. It could have been five, five weeks. I can't remember. Anyway, a lot, not as much time, not nearly as much time has passed in the quantum realm as the real world. And so Scott brings up the idea of time travel and they take it to Tony. Tony talks about it being impossible. But then Tony Stark figures it out 
Uh, we're also introduced to his, you know, his daughter and their bonds cute. And we see that Tony's made the best out of this bad situation, but it's seen the picture of him and Peter where he realizes, okay, I need to do something. So they bring the idea of time travel in. And this is the thing where they go against back to the future. But I recently rewatched the back to the future films because they are also on Netflix. They actually do go with it. Um, they talk about how like, if I were to go back in time, that past that I'm in becomes my new future, and the present, like, right this now, becomes my past, which is, I think, even more confusing, but I think they use that to their own liberty for the plot, because here's where it got tricky. There's a, there's a scene I actually really love in Yin Game, and it's where Hulk and the Ancient One are talking to each other. And one's really about their way of life their their um their spiritual the spiritual you have spirituality versus uh science essentially but these people aren't debating on which who's right and who's wrong but they are having a discussion because she the ancient ones refusing to give away the time stone and then she you know he's looking for dr strange because uh they go back to 2012 new york because they know three of the stones are in that one place at one time and they uh prim particles are what helped them go back in time obviously you've watched the movie so you already know these details anywho um when she's talking to bruce who is his uh, aura or his spirit is floating out of the hawk now and it's just mark ruffalo they're talking she talks about the continuous stream and how the all the infinity stones make up what we know is our reality and then when she takes the time stone out of where it's supposed to be it makes a new timeline and back to the future part two um they go back to they go to the future 2015 uh, they save Marty's son from getting arrested and then go back to 1985 and, um, it's, um, not the 1985 they had originally come from because of, uh, Biff Tanner or Biff. Yeah. Biff, um, getting the sports almanac that Marty buys to try to do a little bit of gambling when, uh, he goes back to the past <laughs> um, and so that correlates with back to the future but they they state early on in the movie they discredit and I again it's for plot they discredit every uh, time traveling movie for that purpose oh yeah fun fact if you're watching infinity war when they're going into the collector's room um, if there's any arrested development fans out there like myself Tobias Fuque's blue man is in the collector's storeroom and that's probably something you know right now but if not you're welcome um wow it's already 40 minutes in Ooh, and we barely have talked about endgame so you know what guys uh we're going to talk a little more of course about um about the avengers uh and the mcu pretty much you know what i'm going to end this with talking about everything that leads up to it uh, we talked about two things, and we'll probably I'll probably go in more about them. So I'm gonna keep all my notes here that I have specifically for Endgame. Oh, I mean, I could eh, no. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna do part two because it gives you something to come back for, people. Um, before we get back into more of Marvel stuff, I want to thank everyone who has been tuning in, and listening every week. Um, 
Uh, I really, if I get enough time in the future to do maybe two shows a week for you guys, I will. I record this stuff pretty far in advance. That way I don't stress about it. And I know it's, oh man, sorry. I know it's already there for you. Um, but yeah, like, okay, let's, we're going to talk about the Marvel U, the U-verse here before, uh, time runs out here. Uh, the Marvel Universe literally has changed, not just, uh, comic book films and cinema, but films and as a whole and, um, I, I think the DCU made a mistake. Um, I'm not. I don't hate those movies. Or I actually enjoy a lot of those movies, but I I think they wanted to replicate what Marvel did so quickly, and I don't think it worked for them as successfully as you can. The the things have done well. They're keeping, but um, Robert Pattinson's Batman's coming out, uh, and I think tw- I think it was pushed back to either further back in 2021 or in 2022. I'm pretty sure it's 2022. Um, but anyway, uh, let's get back to the Marvel stuff. Cause this is what that episode's about. Part one. Um, it, it is incredible what Disney has done. And I think it's funny because Disney gets a lot of shit, especially with the most recent star Wars films, which there will be a star Wars episode soon. Um, or I might just wait till the next, uh, may f- have it out to be able to come out exactly on May 4th. Who knows? Anyway, um, but Marvel started out, and from what I've gathered, like, the very first Iron Man film barely had a finished script. Like, they were making up a lot of things. John Farva came in, and they made something magical. And it continued on with an Incredible Hulk, which I almost don't count anymore because they've, they've kept one person from that film, pretty much. And... To me, it's, I don't know, it just didn't fucking make sense to me to, okay, I'm losing my train of thought. Anyway, um, yeah, they've come a far way, oh yeah, the Incredible Hulk, yeah, Mark Ruffalo not being in it really does hurt how it is, but then again, they switch Rhodey up, but I'm not a big Terrence Howard guy, um, I don't know, I like a few things he's been in, but he's, He's never, I don't think he's ever been my favorite character in a movie. Anywho, um, I just, I'd like Don Cheadle better. But I mean, they, it's just incredible. Like, Disney, you know, they saved, they, they advanced this Marvel universe. There was an idea. <laughs> there was an idea. Um, Nick Fury, obviously, played expertly by Samuel Jackson. Um, and then Robert Downey Jr., he's perfect for his role. Chris Evans, it's kind of baffling because Chris Evans has an interesting way of how he got to Captain America. He was never known as a very good serious actor or a leader. But um, before that movie came out, I was actually, like, when I saw the World War II suit, I was like, eh, it's not what I wanted, but it's cool, you know. I, and, and I definitely warmed up to it once I saw it more in action. But, um... It was either him or John Krasinski that was going to get the role. Now, John Krasinski, rumors, is that he might be playing Reed Richards soon, which that would be really cool. Um, if not, that's fine. But um, before I was, like, really sold on Chris Evans, I watched this film he did called Sunshine. It's a Donnie Boyle, Danny, Danny Boyle, sorry, 
uh, film, and it's just phenomenal. And he sat, uh, he, fuck, I already spoiler. Uh, he sacrifices himself. He shows true leadership in that movie, and it's at the scene where he, the whole movie is about them trying to restart the sun in the future, and before it dies, and then that way in the past it'll get warmer again, because I guess Earth is pretty cold or something. Um, but, like, the scene where he's sacrificing himself just to make sure that this mission doesn't go south and essentially kills himself for the mission, I was like, that's Captain America. That's a Captain America thing. And then the scene where he jumps on the grenade the dummy grenade during basic training. Uh, such a powerful scene. There's so many powerful scenes uh, throughout the MCU, and it's so many great characters that have come and gone. Um, I'm a little excited for Natalie Portman to come back. I think Natalie Portman is a talented actress. Um, uh, Leon the Professional is one of my favorite films, and she was in that at a very young age. I thought she did incredible. And of course, she's Padme. And I don't blame her for her performance in those films, but I do blame George Lucas. Anywho, um, ah, God, uh, Scarlett Johansson's career, um, she's a phenomenal actress, and I think she's done so well as Black Widow through the years, um, and then of course, you know, Paul Rudd, when Paul Rudd was cast as Ant-Man, I know there was a lot of eyebrows raised, um, uh, Chris Pratt, yeah, you know, Guardians made him a star, and I do love the first one a lot, and then, um, man, there's so much to mention here, yeah, we definitely have to have a part two, guys, and I'll definitely have more things to talk about, because I really do want to touch on base as much of the MCU as we can, um, part two i might call someone in uh, my buddy i might call cody back again because he's watched the end game a bunch of times and i don't know it feels like it'd be a good interaction but anyway uh, i have to hit the bed folks uh stay safe out there and uh keep it real